Welcome to Witch Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we are rolling higher and higher and hoping we won't blow up in Balloon Pop. Next week, expand our empires one card at a time in It's a Wonderful World. And lastly, we're herding cattle and swatting flies in Mo. I'm your host, Celeste Angelus, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, the game. And Mike Grenier. Here I come to save, save the me. day. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Mike. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Balloon Pop, designed by Andy Van Zant. Published by Tasty Minstrel Games in 2017. Number of players 1 to 10. Ages 13 and up. Playtime 10 minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the festive box. The cover of the box shows a gleeful child jumping up and down and releasing colorful balloons, cheering for their inevitable pop. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, we find five custom balloon dice a score and play pad, and a little tiny pencil. Oh and my. that's what's in the box. Oh, no, a golf pencil, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> Evan, didn't you send out like a blanket memo to all game publishers, no more golf pencils? I mean, yeah, but you yeah. know what happened? They wrote back to me in pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so to I be, took that as a hint. <laughs> to be a completely honest, it didn't say what kind of pencil it was, but it's kind of it looks like a small box. So I just made an assumption that it's small. <laughs> but now looking at the picture, it looks like a straight up number two pencil with it like does. the green nice. line. I now I want to so know. I could be wrong. Oh, guys. legit with an eraser and everything. Uh -huh. looks, okay. Well, before sweet. we get too far into pencil <laughs> details, Evan. Before we tell you if this game rises to the occasion, pop open some rules for us. Balloon pop. It's a roll and write where the goal is to try to inflate your six balloons with the perfect amount of air to score the highest possible points. Fill it too much and pop. <laughs> On your turn, roll three dice. Each die face shows a color and a shape. Record the results by circling numbers from the bottom of the column going up. The highest number you circle in a column equals the points that you score. Not happy with your results? Well, roll again with any number of dice, but you have to roll an additional die as well, which means you'll circle more results on your score sheet. You can re-roll a second time as well to add a fifth die to your results. Oh Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you score too many times on any of your balloons, then pop! Popping triggers a scoring break that occurs at the end of the round, with everyone scoring based on their current heights in the columns. You want to go high, but don't trigger the break, or else your points will plummet right before scoring. After three breaks, players total their scores to see who wins. Now up, up, and away! Pop! <laughs> you can't help but say pop when the balloon, pop. you know. And it's like the only balloon noise, unless... It's that filling noise, shh, or something, but uh, pop is yeah. more succinct. Yeah, Pop, it's an onomatopoeia, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It is a sound the word represents. So, mm -hmm. balloon pop. 
pencil or not. Maybe the long pencil was to pop balloons with. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Clever. But... It comes with a bunch of real balloons to inflate <laughs> as you play. I don't know. So we didn't get to find out whether it was a real pencil or not because mm. we played this on Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. How did it look on PGA, guys? It, mm, pretty simple. Come on. Be honest. <laughs> pretty simple. I mean, basic. Look, yeah. Basic. Didn't look um, like anything. It just... <laughs> A bunch of numbers. It, it kind of reminded me of that game, uh, Don't Stop, as far as the numbers are concerned. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. a like a list of numbers going up. Right. I mean, it it kind of looked it, like the real pad looks from the images. So yes. I guess yes. it looks like the game looks. Yep. It's just an image of the pad that mm-hmm. we would write our roll and write stuff on. And yeah, it's not the most dramatic and engaging piece mm-hmm. of paper. Yeah. One can imagine it is just a stack. Now, what are those numbers written on? It's like stacks of numbers, but they're like yeah, sta- they're tacked onto boxes. Boxes, right. yeah, yeah. It looks like boxes Squares. of paper stuck to them or something. Yeah, and there's not real balloons on top. It's a drawing of a balloon. Mm-hmm. Well, right, yeah, inside of a box. So, right. it's, but it's not like a realistic drawing of a balloon. It's a flat balloon no shiny marks like in the art on the cover of the box the balloons are shiny and they're a little bit three-dimensional they're just straight up flat sort of looking like they actually look like a drawing of a balloon right it's not an actual balloon at the top of the crates which you can easily draw drawn right like the numbers are yeah it's clip art basically but more than that it's a paper version of a balloon i don't know it's wild yeah, like every one of the so, numbers is guys, like a number drawn on a box. About the game itself, we got so distracted by the the art. What about the game itself? How does it play <laughs> on Board Game Arena? I mean, you you roll dice and check off boxes. I mean, classic rolling, right? And I think yeah. the, the weird thing about this is like, oh, if you choose to re-roll, you roll more dice, which you almost think is a good thing, except for you kind of don't. Mm, no, you don't want to roll more dice, to be honest, because the game is going to you're you're going to get six results at least every turn, right? So six spaces are going to be moved up on uh, amongst all the tracks every turn. So you really don't want to go too high, too fast, or you'll just be at well, zero be at score three. in every box. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna mark six of your boxes off or ten if you go up to five dice? Right. Exactly. That's a Not problem. Yeah. 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 Okay, it's no option to roll less dice. <laughs> so, you know. No, but especially when you start rolling like four dice of the same thing and all of a sudden yeah. you're half you're more than halfway up your balloon column and you're you're getting ready to pop there soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, your only choice ever is to really roll more dice. So, honestly, I think in any case you're only you're always going to be better off in the long run, never rolling extra dice. Just take what you get and move on with your life. Unless unless you're guaranteed to pop with the three dice that you're yeah, rolling. And then there's a chance that you won't pop with the other ones. That's maybe the only time I would add dice to mm-hmm. it. Yep. I mean, you could save yourself with a bad roll, sure, but like it could easily get worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be the same roll, but with one extra bad die on there, which honestly is, is in a way better mm-hmm. because you don't pop twice or three times in a single roll. So you're almost better off if you're going to pop, popping them all in the same thing instead yeah. of having other stuff go up also. Just, just pop. pop one particular balloon really, 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 really hard. Pop it super hard, yeah. <laughs> As I exactly. like to say, though, 
pop, and then you stop. <laughs> because once you pop a balloon, you stop and you and you circle up all your points, and that's your first scoring round. And then mm-hmm. anyone else who then pops the second balloon, you stop again. And yeah. uh, and it kind of an important thing to remember too is that like everybody's going to score wherever their numbers are at the first, second, and third pop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who pops it. Right. And those balloons, those numbers are not going to just drop back down. If you no. popped red or popped a star, they're going to pop again the next time you roll red or a star. So it's going to happen two, three times in a row sometimes if you're not careful. Yeah, so in a way, it's almost you're trying to time it such that um, the person after you will pop. This way, you'll have your score just at the highest level before they could pop. And then the next player goes and he triggers a pop and you got high, I got all my high scores. And then mm-hmm. it's possible the next players will pop it too, and you get the score at the same level because you haven't rolled again. Yep, yep. I just don't like playing a game where rolling more dice is bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm hundred percent with it's you. It's not on that. intuitive in a way. I just don't like it. I don't care yeah. if it's intuitive. I want to roll dice. <laughs> the whole game. The whole game is minimizing dice, you know, and that's not fun to me. And what What is my ultimate like? You know, for me, I need something cool and epic, right? There's no way that the least rolls are the most epic rolls. So that's yeah, kind of okay. terrible. It's almost counterintuitive. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I got the epic, got the balloon pop. Yeah, no, wait, that bad? Oh. oh. And they went through all the, the work of having custom dice and everything. Mm. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Custom yeah. dice are cool. Yeah. Here's yeah. a bunch of really pretty custom dice. Now, don't roll them. Yeah, I know, right? I know, it's true. It's true. It's the marshmallow <laughs> test for adults. It would be, be kind of Here's nice if if you were rolling the dice and you were either picking the symbol or the color yes. for your dice. Because there's no choices here. It's just roll badly or roll even worse or roll worse than that. Those are your like, choices. <laughs> it's almost like the uh, your, your bridge hand. You want to be now balanced. Like I want to roll balanced the same thing. And like one yeah. of anything yeah. and that's it. Right. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well, plus there's more reds that you have more space for red than you do for blue, mm-hmm. and then more blue than yellow, and the symbols kind of do a similar thing. So I don't know. It. I don't think. Actually, I don't know if that reflects the sides of the die. It does. Yes, it, it is. Does. Yeah. So there's, there's only one. Yeah. yeah. There's only one yellow side per die. Ah. Yeah. Where I think there's three, three reds and two blues. So they uh, huh. get that represent that. Probably the same for the symbol, the symbol that's in the middle of the balloon. Mm-hmm. Yep. More stars than right. crescent is, moons versus diamonds. Yep. It's kind of cool that there's a different symbol. Like the reds have multiple different potential symbols inside of them. So it could be red diamond or it could be red moon. So, you know, they, there are better versions of the same color you can roll and symbol, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Celeste, Celeste there, there's something good though here. Playtime uh-huh. ten minutes, and that holds true. Mm-hmm. Playtime ten minutes, <laughs> it is true, and it does hold true. Um, yeah, Mike and I played, <clears throat> and um, I'm not. I think we might have even played two games. I I don't remember, but yeah. you know, it did end so have. quickly. We were like, oh wow, it's over. It's you done. know, and BGA kind of adds into that a little bit because mm-hmm. you know the dice are rolled kind of for you, and then everything is circled for you. Mm-hmm. So yes, they do the stuff writing. happens before you even know it's happening. Which in this game, there's not that much to do, so yeah. it would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> it would have yeah. been nice if we at least got to circle what we were circling. You know, what was what we rolled. 
And yeah. uh, anybody who follows me or has listens to this podcast can guess how much the dice were in my favor here. <laughs> uh, I thought that only is like numbered dice that you have that issue with. Nah, dice just hate me. <laughs> they really hate me. Oh, boy. Yeah. All dice. <laughs> it was brutal. All dice. I, I had all like night. three. I was ready to pop on red. And I rolled all three dice red. So I re-rolled oh. all the three red dice and rolled four red dice. And I was like, well, I might as well roll again. And then it was like enough red to pop and then everything else went up. It's like mm. So even worse roll happened on the third try. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Balloon Pop. What say you, Evan? Balloon Pop, it's, I think, a good intro level game for rolling rights. Uh, just a little bit of strategy to employ, nothing overwhelming. I think this kind of game would fit well with kids on family game night. It's uh, not a bad warm-up. I'll, I'll dig it up. Ed? Well, Balloon Pop does work well enough as a basic rolling right game, and as Evan said, it would work as a introduction. But for me, <laughs> maybe it's just a little too basic? Mm. So I'm going to give it a light berry. Mike? I kind of like the efficiency of the custom dice. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but the game sort of discouraged pressing your luck and having big, cool, epic moments. And with pop in the title, I expected something like that. And so it did not live up to my expectations. <laughs> so I have to bury it. Felt a little more like balloon control or balloon, I felt, fizz I felt, balloon fizzle. I kind of felt <laughs> deflated, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, this game is definitely not for online. The only possible redemption for this game would have been to have gotten to roll the dice myself. Mm -hmm. And without that, there really wasn't much of anything going on. Uh, but again, a game that discourages rolling dice and gives you dice, I have to bury it. Mm. Sorry, Balloon Pop. <laughs> Sorry to pop burst your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How many balloons have you lost to the sky? We want to know. Yeah. <laughs> we are at which game first on all social media. Hey, everybody, <laughs> what's going on with Which Game First? Monday night's Which Game First is live at 8 o'clock East Coast time in which we play a game on one of the many, many online uh, board game sites. And we invite you to come and watch and in a way participate because we need your help. We need your advice. I know I need it. <laughs> I come in last more often than anyone, I think. Um, so, but regardless, we do. We're interactive with you. We play trivia games with you. We definitely have a lot of back and forth banter. It is interactive, most certainly. And we're learning a new game, a new board game all the while. So come join us. Which game first? Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, we've been putting a little more effort lately into our Instagram, especially on game days, which are going to be happening at least once a month, if not twice. So look forward to a couple live shows of us unboxing weird stuff and maybe finding out some hidden gems that are in Evan's pile O games that he has. And coming up really soon is our Firsties Awards, the Ooh, Witch Game First yeah. Annual Awards yeah. for for the best games and worst games yeah. that we have reviewed in the in the last year in 2022. Uh, 
You know, if you ever want to know exactly uh, which episode the game that we're talking about was reviewed on, uh, you can always go to our website and just type in the search bar the name of the game and the episode will pop right on up for you. So that's a great uh, little tool we have on our website for you. You can find out where any game we have ever reviewed is easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. And we want to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, patrons. Thank you. Keep yeah, thank the you. light on. Oh, yeah. Much appreciated. And thank you to all our listeners. Let's go 2023. Time's Let's game. <laughs> our next game up is... It's a Wonderful World, designed by Frederick Girard, published by La Boite des Jeux Origa- and Ori Games in 2019. Number players 1 to 5, ages 14 and up. Playtime 45 minutes. Okay, Mike, what's in the box? The cover of the box displays a tense red combative side featuring tanks, helicopters, and soldiers at the ready. Contrasted by a cool blue half with flying cars and futuristic buildings with an overconfident scientist at its helm. (laughs) Inside, we discover a five-part game board to assemble. Five two-sided empire cards, 150 development cards, 170 resource cubes, 80 character tokens, a round tracker token, and a cool score pad. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if it's a wonderful game, (laughs) Evan, construct us some magnificent rules. It's a wonderful world, and it's a card (laughs) drafting and engine building game, cool, where you are... you are an expanding empire and must choose your path to the to your future. You must develop quickly to generate the resources you need to get your engine going, as Mike says. Hmm. Build the engine. Each round, players are dealt seven cards. Pick one, pass to your neighbor. Yay, drafting. Decide, <laughs> <laughs> destry, decide which cards you're going to construct. Um, or cash in cards for their resources. Step one, produce materials. And depending on which empire you're playing, each one generates different materials. Step two, assess the resources on the card that you are constructing or bank the resources at your home base. And step three, when a construction is completed, it will start producing more resources for you. The twist is that the production phase works in a specific order. You'll have to plan your constructions very carefully. At the end of four rounds... Players use their completed constructions to figure out their victory points. And for that lone victor, it is truly a wonderful world. Everyone else gets to live in a dystopian horror. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys played this on Board Game Arena. Mm -hmm. It's pretty elaborate. How did it look? Uh, I thought it looked really good at Board Game Arena. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my sorry, uh, in my opinion, I I thought the art was a really nice reflection of like how to play the cards and what the theme of the game was. You know, it just uh, it felt like there was a lot of mechanical stuff and a lot of industry happening by looking at the, the cards and how you used them. So that was definitely and positive. there's a lot of character to the cards too. Like the mm-hmm. nuclear plant card has people <laughs> lounging and relaxing and playing at the beach. 
right next to the nuclear power plant. <laughs> sure, yeah. why not? It's, yep. it's, it's environmentally friendly as long as it all stays where it's right. supposed to stay. Yep. It mm-hmm. says a lot about the, you know, the, the implication is that in the future people are not as worried about nuclear, you know, nuclear energy being unsafe and so forth. Mm-hmm. So the card portrays a lot of information. It yeah. sure does. You know what it reminded me of this card set Terraforming Mars. Yeah. It had the same kind of feel for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> except, like Terraforming Mars with a touch of like steampunk to it. Except that these cards are all the same um, art style, whereas yeah, Terraforming <laughs> Mars was just a complete hodgepodge of everything yeah. from photos to clip art to like full <laughs> paintings. No, I get, I and I get that. Um, what I what I, I suppose I meant is that you've got these scenes and things going on in the mm-hmm. cards, but then mm-hmm. you've got all the in, other pieces of information su- kind of surrounding the edges mm-hmm. of the cards. With yeah, the, the little... card layout. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. And busy uh, activity. It's kind of cool. Like in the in the art for the the game itself, like I guess the promotion of the game, it, they laid out the cards around the outside to look kind of like a gear, and in the middle you have all your like this metallic looking thing with all your your uh, resources plopped mm-hmm. in these metallic circles. Mm-hmm. So it just, all of it felt like mechanical. Industry. Yeah. Industry. <laughs> Industry. Well, Ed, you said um, it's build engine versus going for victory Veeped. points. <laughs> that is always, always right. the way. So what about that balance? Talk about that. I mean, well, right from the get-go, you, you get a hand, you got a draft from it, and, and you're looking at it like, well, I can pick this, you know, 15-victory-point card and just say, pass the rest on. Or it's like, well, I'm going to need resources to build that. Do mm-hmm. I get the resource card first to make sure I can build it? Or do I draft the 15 cards so Mikey won't <laughs> nag that, you know, 15-victory-point yep. yeah. card from the draft and then just hope I can managed to build it somehow throughout the game oh you know i will grab it too i did that's why i grabbed it (laughs) so mike were you to the left of ed is that um actually i don't remember what the seating did he give you the pass the trash or did you get stuff from evan i think i might have got ed's trash which kind of just naturally happens all the time (laughs) but uh, but the one thing i liked about it was there's really no way to get a card that's completely trash because mm-hmm. they have a multi-use. You know, you're tossing mm-hmm. them for resources and you can bank those resources and there's sometimes ways to convert them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I really didn't think that any card was useless, especially because you can't play everything that comes across. You have True. to spend some of those cards for resources. Mm-hmm. Some of them, and there's an advantage to being able to successfully complete a building during that drafting phase because Mm -hmm. during the construction phase you already get those resources right away Mm -hmm. immediately that's right you don't have to wait they come right at your doorstep but evan constructing too much is that Uh, a problem uh yeah it was for me (laughs) i guess trying to construct too much is a problem (laughs) i chose too many of the cards that i had i think too many requirements for resources to fill and i didn't balance myself well enough um to have smaller structures that were easier to build even though they generated fewer you know either 
money or 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 resources. Um, whereas I chose some pretty you know more middle to maybe advanced cards to be my constructions. What I was also trying to do though was keep them out of the hands of the other players. Mm. So you have to kind of weigh that. I know Mike. Oh, Mike's gonna love this card. I can't <laughs> yeah. let him have that card. I'm yeah. gonna keep that card. I'm gonna you, construct. You got to be careful about too much hate drafting, Evan. It will collapse you. <laughs> 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 but mike you are did. so you are such a person to worry about when you're drafting against you because yeah, you're yeah. you're good but you're also bold so mm-hmm. you know it's a real like uh there, there's no guarantee of you're a wild card in that way because we're not right. sure if you're gonna make the bold choice or the smart choice yeah, and you're not um, sure what's out there being drafted around. So if you see me getting close to some huge thing early in the game because I took a risk that the things I need would come out, you're not sure if it's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. So you might have to like, you know, intervene and take a little hit yourself. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's true though. You know, you can kind of count on Ed to make the smart choice and me <laughs> to make the bold choice and Evan yeah. to make a careful choice. But Mike could go either way. And so that's why <laughs> drafting against Mike is probably the toughest of the four of us. Yeah, I'm a mean drafter. <laughs> walked right into Mike's practice. Yeah, I walked right into Mike's domain in this yeah. game, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I, think I started though. off with a bold choice in this one. I, I immediately first my first card I picked a fifteen victory point card. Oh, oh see ooh, that? Yeah. yeah. Just oh, to stop I, Mike. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I now I remember I was passing to Ed. I was, he wasn't passing to me. I was passing him because I saw the 15 and I was like, oh, I can't let this go. It hurt so much to let it go. (laughs) But I was like, well, the other two guys are more cautious. Maybe they'll let it slide and they'll get back to me. Uh uh. Ed, Ed, Ed knew it. that. Ed, he knew Ed yeah, grabbed it. He must have. <laughs> he felt it. <laughs> Ed, were you able to complete that 15-point card? I, I was, actually. Yeah, he got it. And I, I sure, sure he was. was, because while the rest of us were entertaining our <laughs> <laughs> watchers, because yes. we played this on Board Game Arena, which means there is a video version of us playing this mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. online right now. You can see it on our YouTube channel. While we were busy entertaining everybody and Evan giving trivia, Ed was hardcore playing the game. Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Without doubt. Ed cheats. He plays the game too hard while <laughs> I, we're having fun. He concentrates. <laughs> he cares. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? It is. It's uh, equivalent awesome. to cheating right? <laughs> in this regard. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, Mike, you misunderstood the scoring? Yeah. So I, I didn't misunderstand production because I was producing more stuff than I could even spend in a turn sometimes. But I thought that the, like, a blue like a blue cube no i'm sorry a green cube that i saw i was like oh man this thing says score at the end of the game two points for each green cube and and another card said three points for each green cube so i was like collecting a lot of stuff that produced green cubes which was getting me a lot of resources but i didn't realize that a green cube with an atom in it just means the type of card like a green card so it's the number of green cards i had not the mm. number of green cubes i was producing so i got a lot less points than i was expecting at end game <laughs> but i was producing like a madman though so you know it didn't feel too bad <laughs> oh boy well um ed what did you think of the who won this game that's what i want to know first off who won the game do we know i think 
Ed one? I think or I you, did. You Ed, I believe Ed one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Ed was able to complete a fifteen victory point card, it probably was Ed. Yeah. Do you right. remember winning Ed? I don't remember. <laughs> I thought it might have been Celeste actually. But... No, no, I didn't play this game with oh, you guys. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, that wouldn't have been you. Then, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I could tell you didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ed, I can't believe that this game has seven player expansion. How Whoa. long would that take? Well, it has a, a, an expansion to add more stuff and add um, more players to the game. Yeah. I, how oh, long do you think that would take? I don't think it would take that much longer. With, it could, because the drafting takes place simultaneously, um, mm. it, the, the time of the game wouldn't lengthen that much. Although there is a phase of the game that's done in turn order. Yeah. So it would add some length to the game. Yeah, that's the Did real it? AP part of the game because there's like, an order to the way, like Evan alluded to earlier. AP is order. what, Mike? Oh, I'm sorry. Analysis paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're like staring at the board with a lot of choices and you're just paralyzed by the amount of choices you can make. Mm. Um, but That's yeah, not good little... for me because no. <laughs> as fast as I am with certain types of games, like word games and things like that, mm-hmm. I can get I can get really thinking on these games. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are brain burners, you know, they call them that for a reason. <laughs> you do a lot mm-hmm. of thinking. But I think that uh, Evan alluded to something earlier that's pretty important is that the resources come to you in a specific order every turn. And right. if you spend the resources to get something built, that's going to provide resources for you after it. Then you're going to get those resources, too. And it yeah. can kind of like snowball and chain. You can yeah, cascade that thing. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a place where you can... Um, get into the AP part because you're like, okay, if I build this one with the gray <laughs> one build, which will mm-hmm. allow me to have that and get, get more black cube, which will be all I know this, and then uh-huh. I'll have the yellow cube to build this at the end of this. Like, it, right. And if one part of that whole puzzle doesn't quite work the way you want, you go, ah! Uh, you robo-rally <laughs> it. <a little>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a little programming in a sense. Squirming yeah, in your is. chair. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury It's a Wonderful World. Ed? The combo of drafting and engine building works so well to make for, well, a wonderful game that's right (laughs) up my alley. So I'm going to dig this up and look for its expansions. Mike? This drafting, card-based engine builder used all the art (laughs) To really well to its advantage. It felt mechanical and it informed what I was doing each turn. Um, the cards are well designed. They didn't feel useless. And I'm ready to rock this game again. So dig it up. Evan. Yeah, very good engine building game. And I love drafting cards. And the resource management management aspects were very good. Not too overwhelming. Having played it once, I see where I went wrong. And I look forward to giving it another crack. Dig it up. Yeah. <sighs> Um, are you a base game player or do you get all the expansions before you start playing it? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. And our last game up this week is Mow. And it is not about mowing lawns. Just wait. Designed by <laughs> Bruno Cathala, published by Hurricane in 2008. Number of players, two to five, ages seven and up. Playtime, 15 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the box. A collage of colorful, cheerful, and confident cows congregate on the cover of the box. <laughs> Inside we find, ready for it, guys, 49 
cards. And that's what's in the box. Wait, wait, that's it? That is it. All right, let me slam this shut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this game is, of course, about cows. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mo, about cows. Ed, you want to explain that? I, I I wish I had an answer. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think I have an idea that, like, you know how in English we say moo for a yep. cow? Well, I think whatever language this was originally in, maw might be a cow noise. I think That's you're right. I think it is the ca- the noise the cow makes in mm-hmm. either French or German, <laughs> yeah. because those are the other languages that this game yeah. is published in. The only yeah. way I know how animals make noises is I pull the lever on the spinny disc thing, oh and, the, and, and, the, and the arrow spins around and tells uh-huh. me what animal the cow noise it makes. Mm-hmm. The cow actually does, in that game, goes so sort of an MRR. Sound, so I think. just a quick aside about that game. Sorry, before we get into it. I, yeah. <laughs> when I was little, I had one of those and I used to like slowly pull it backwards to see if I could get it to play backwards oh. or, or slow it down <laughs> with my finger. So it would go like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your first uh, yeah experience with sampling. Or, uh, <laughs> I was doing some sampling before it was even a thing. <laughs> hey, do you want some instructions on how to play this game? Yeah, Evan, why don't you round up the rules? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mo. It's a card game. Yeah, where the goal is to have the fewest amount of flies among all the cow cards that you're going to be collecting. Deal five cards, play a card, and draw a card. First player will obviously play a card because there's no card to draw. Cards are all cartoon cows, each with a number 0 through 16, plus each card. That's okay. I expect it. And (laughs) each card has a specific number of flies. The next player will then place a card of a higher or lower number before or after the first cow card that was played. And you keep doing this. You add more cows onto the ends of the row. Keep doing it until a player voluntarily collects the cards, basically saying, all right, I'll scoop up this pile, or until you can no longer make a legal move and you're forced to pick up all the cards. Once a card is played, the next player cannot jam a numbered card between two other cards. We'll get more on that later. They always have to place a card at either end, high or low. First player to 100 total flies marks the end of the game. (laughs) Count your flies, lowest fly total wins yeah lowest fly to so the fly amount is the amount of the number on the card the each mm-hmm. card has both a number and a number of flies yep. so there's each card uh, has two pieces of information okay and the number of flies on the card are just an image of flies or does yep. is the number buzzing around the cows yeah there's <laughs> multiple flies on some of them like you'll so, see five six flies so you have to count the flies by hand. Yes. Correct. And Unless all, you play online. And they're all yeah. buzzing right around the numbers, so it's not like you have to hunt the image for them. Mm-hmm. You're now, right. There's not much else going on in the card except for the cow, you know. No, that the, would be fun for a kid to flies. be counting the flies up at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, that could be really sure. fun. That's now true. tell them the truth. Did Board Game Arena count the flies for you? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Well, I think they only counted them after you collected the cards, though. Like, you kind of had to pay attention to what was already on the field that you'd be taking mm-hmm. before you took it. So if you didn't count them yourself there, then you okay. wouldn't know until you scored it. Yeah, until you, a hand is over, basically. Right, until right, right. someone okay. scoops up the cards. Mm-hmm. How do you think that it looked on Board Game Arena? How's this game look? <laughs> Straightforward. 
the cows are cute. They're kind of like flat, cartoony, you know, color, <laughs> not like not very detailed, no shadow or anything. They're very flat. Uh, Gary Larson, far side cows, kind of yeah, like that. That's yeah. not a bad way to put it. With yeah. high contrast color. And yes, it, color. Uh huh. Yeah, yes, definitely high colorful. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought it was interesting. I mean, I, I actually I'm asking my linguistical friends. I'm usually good with this kind of stuff, but the word M O W. If you flip it upside down, it still says M O W. Is there a word for what kind of word that is? Yeah, it's called a flipsy daisy. A flipsy daisy. <laughs> Got it. Officially called a flipsy daisy. It's a very technical yes. definition. Right yes, there. the name is a flipsy daisy. <laughs> 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 Well, on this uh, Flipsy Daisy game, Ed, Ed, <laughs> um, you want to play the middle? What does that mean? Well, I mean, you can. The hardest card to play are are those that are in the middle. So trying to get those out early is good because you can only play you know the extreme later, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I noticed is that some of the middling cards aren't so bad because they do other things like insert themselves in spots they normally wouldn't go or pass a bunch of flies on to another number. They don't necessarily have a number attached to them kind of thing. So they did weird stuff. So this game kind of let your middling cards not always be terrible. Right. Of course, you could go the other strategy and just put it all... Um, a, a card that's difficult to follow out right away. Bam! Here's, oh, here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a zero with five flies. Try to get <laughs> lower than that. Up, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. go lower than zero, can you? Right. As long as you have something to back it up with, though. And the next person plays the highest number, and then you're stuck when your turn comes back around again, yep. right? <laughs> so, Evan, you say it's guesswork. Well, yeah. I mean, it kind of, you know, <laughs> while there is some strategy to a degree, um, you really sort of have to know when you when when your odds have probably gone so low that you, it's just better for you to pick up the sleeve of cards in front of you rather mm-hmm. than waiting until uh, until maybe it, some more cards get in there and it comes back to you and you're forced to pick it up. Yeah, it's definitely better to to be in control of when the turn ends than to push your luck with nothing really to back up your next card and then get stuck with just something horrific. Yeah, I, th- I think a bit of that can come with play. We were playing our first time, obviously, so we mm-hmm. don't really know the deck or the composition necessarily that well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I imagine with repeated play, you, you would kind of know how the game flows a little better. I and mean, then, mm-hmm. of course, then you start playing your opponent. Mm, right, okay, exactly. yeah. So with a little bit more knowledge of the cards, this game becomes psychological a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of like like trying to read your opponents and what they have left or just do some counting and kind of get a good estimate of what could be out there still. Mm-hmm. Cow counting. There are some cow, special cards. Hard counting. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple special cards. Uh, for example, there's one that has no numbers on it, just a couple of sort of arrows pointing in opposite directions. Those uh, cards like that allow you to break the general rules. So mm-hmm. a card like that will let you insert that card in between two existing cards in the middle. Mm. Uh, but there aren't many of those. Uh, and, no, uh, bas- and they always got a lot of flies. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it just yeah. adds to the fly total. Is really <laughs> yeah, what hang they on do. to those as long as you possibly can. Should there be more of them in this game? Mm. Maybe. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, just playing it through once, I'd have to get a better feel for the game to really think 
if I would improve on that particular aspect of it. Hmm. Well, I mean, more is better for the fun purposes than messing with yeah. people, but yeah. right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm always thinking about. So yeah, how yeah. can, how much can you mess with it? But then, yeah, you don't want you don't want it to become a messing with you game. That is a different type of game. You don't want it to game. be like, oh, the duck of special cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. The stab in the back is a lot less rewarding if you can just constantly be stabbing in the back, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Maul. You think that was a good cow noise? Uh, it was Let's try again. Good. It wasn't Maul. bad. Maul. Okay. Sad. Sad. Cow. Well, cows always sound sad, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. Melancholy cows. And you have to ask them why the long face. Oh. <laughs> oh terrible. Okay. Oh, man, All right. milking hey, we are hey, done now. No, we no, no, we're now. not done. Do you know where grape cows are grown? No. On bovines. Oh, God. Evan, Evan is milking this pun thing for everything he can. That's terrible. He's got to oh, grab man. the bull by the horns and end this segment. Yeah. Yes. Let's, yes. let's do that. Right. Thank you. We've descended into the punsville. No. I love it. All right, Evan. What do you say about this game? Well, uh, Mao, Moo, whatever. It's an unfortunately titled game. Uh, <laughs> the game itself, I think it's fine for kids. I don't think many adults will uh, scratch their gaming itch by playing this game. But So for that reason, I'm going to lightly bury it, but only to the depth where some kids might come along, dig it up, and have some fun. Ed? Uh... It's a simple card game. <laughs> and there were some decisions to make along the way. So, yay. Uh, I did enjoy playing this game. But I didn't really feel the ish to play again. Mm. Told you. And I think for that reason, I'm going to give it a light berry. Mike? I wasn't sure what theme they were trying to get across with the cows and the flies. I, I didn't feel in, you know invested in that. Uh, it was kind of no, nice to get a hand. down on the farm. You could wasn't yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was nice to get a hand that would look weak in another game and have it be pretty useful in this game if you held on to it correctly. Um, but I don't know. That being said, I don't really feel excited to try this game again, so I have to bury it. Mm. Aww. Aww. Sad Aww. like the cows. Sad. <laughs> well, do you like low score wins in games? Let us know. Mm-hmm. We are at Which Game First on social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We love to hear from you. We love to hear from our listeners. Go to Discord right now. We're always there. Um, when you get a chance, if you get a chance, we would love a like, a rating, or a review. Anywhere where you catch this podcast, it means a lot and will bring more listeners to us so we can keep doing this show. Join our chat anytime on our Discord. And if you want access to our exclusive patron-only podcast just for patrons called Bonus Boys, just go to our website and click on Become a Patron today. It's just $3 a month. Tons of episodes. I did it with science. <laughs> Mal now, brown cow. <laughs> it's a wonderful time to pop some balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>